Welcome to Training for Godliness, where we take a few minutes to remind each other to stay focused on spiritual things during our daily walk with God. I'm your host, Paul Hammonds. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Training for Godliness. We appreciate you staying with us, and if you haven't already, we encourage you to like, subscribe, and share our podcasts or our posts wherever you come across them, wherever you access them. And feel free to visit our website at www.trainingforgodliness.net. I hope these things are encouraging to you and, and challenging for you, as they certainly are for me. When I do podcasts, I generally think of them in terms of subjects and, and topics and approaches that I need to hear and that would be challenging for me in my own walk with God, and hopefully they are for you as well. And this week's episode in particular is aimed back at the podcaster himself, so... Hopefully it'll be encouraging and and challenging for you as well. So my question is, have you ever known anyone who's obsessed with working out? It seemed like whenever you saw them, they were wearing gym clothes, either going to the gym, coming from the gym, or maybe they just like dressing that way through the course of the day. They almost identified themselves as someone who was a fitness fanatic. Uh, You can see it not just in their dress, but, but it's every aspect of their lives. They're very particular about what they eat. They're always reading articles about new workout techniques or nutrition, and they love to talk about those things, whether it's a class they're doing or how sore they are, how well or how badly they're doing and working towards their fitness goals. It just seems to always be on their mind, and they're always ready to to talk about it. And in just about every case, if you expressed interest in trying to get into shape yourself, they'll have plenty of advice for you. They may not even wait for you to ask because it's that important to them, and they think it should be important to you too. And invariably, there's a point to which that person becomes kind of obnoxious. Fanaticism about anything can be a little unsettling. Uh, And particularly in an area where we may already feel a little sensitive about things that we're not really doing as much as we should. Maybe we're not measuring up as we could be. We may feel somewhat judged because of the choices that person makes, particularly when he encourages us to do the same thing or maybe even questions some of the decisions we make. Sometimes it even annoys us just being around someone who is so successful in an area where we know that we're lagging behind. We may get to the point where we just don't like being around that person that much. Have you ever known someone like that? Have you ever felt that way? Maybe it's not the gym rat. Maybe you've seen someone else who had something in their life that just couldn't stop talking about or couldn't stop posting on social media about. And you found yourself saying, I don't ever want to be that guy. I don't want to have that off-putting impact on people around me. But the reality is that when we talk about spiritual training, as we have been throughout this podcast, that's going to require a level of commitment that people might consider verging on fanaticism or even fanaticism, depending on who you talk to, even more so than physical training. You know, with physical training, I don't really need to do that much in order to at least take care of myself. Now, if I'm a world-class athlete, that's one thing, but most of us aren't training for the Olympic Games, and, and we don't need or, or care to be in that shape, or at least we're not willing to trade off the effort in order to get into that kind of shape. You know, working on our physical fitness probably doesn't take more than an hour or so a day for most of us, even the most serious of us, and probably less for the majority of us. If we're disciples of Christ, we are constantly training, continually developing. We're never truly satisfied with where we are. At least we shouldn't be. We're always pushing ahead to grow closer to God. And those obstacles to that goal, to that growth, are a lot stronger sometimes, I think, than would be indicated by the urgency with which we live our lives, with which we do our spiritual training. Sometimes our intensity doesn't match the calling that we have in Christ. 
maybe that's because we're just not committed enough to put in the work. Or maybe I just don't want to achieve the full goal. I'm satisfied with whatever level of discipleship I'm achieved. And I'm not really interested in growth in that area. Maybe that's because I'm not committed enough to put the work in. Or maybe I just don't want to achieve the full goal. I'm, I'm satisfied with whatever level of discipleship I've achieved already. And I'm not really interested in growth in that area. I, I feel pretty confident with my relationship with God. What I have right now is enough. But even more than with physical exercise, the problem is that when I stop working on my spiritual strength, when I become content or when I become, let's say, less than fully dedicated, that strength immediately starts to fade. Jesus described in the parable of the sower, my life quickly becomes overgrown with other cares and concerns when I stop focusing purely on making God the center of my life. And my life stops bearing fruit. It stops producing the character and the works that God wants from us. I can't be a casual Christian and expect to even maintain my faith, let alone increase it. And we see people all around us that are having that problem. Our faith is limited to worshiping once a week, maybe once a month. We may read our Bibles every couple of weeks, or we may think about a spiritual thing when it shows up on Facebook. But ultimately, it's not really something that we figure in every day when we walk out our doors, or even when we wake up and get out of bed in the morning. But that's what we're called to be in Christ. We can't be casual as a disciple. Because if we truly care about serving God, we're always thinking about how to get the most out of our spiritual training. Do we care enough about our training to wear the right gear, for example, to eat the right foods, to put in the time that is required to achieve the outcome we need? We understand the value of that in physical exercise. Do we understand it in spiritual exercises? Paul tells Timothy in the second letter that no soldier entangles himself in cares of the world because his focus is on doing the job he's been called to do. Is that how I see my life in Christ? Because when I do see myself that way, some of my decisions and actions are going to start looking a little extreme to people in the world. I'm going to pay attention to what I introduce into my body or my mind or my heart to make sure it isn't interfering with my spiritual growth. And if I find that it is, I'm going to put it away. I'm not focused on creating a worldly image of myself through my dress, through my speech, through my activities. But instead, as Paul describes it, I'm clothing myself with good works. That's what I'm focused on when I prepare myself for the day. It's not about creating an image that people will see, but creating character that God will see. The idea that Paul introduces of putting on the armor of God, I think, implies a deliberate, intentional approach each day. I don't get up and wander out the door to see what happens. I prepare myself to defend against worldly influences. I, I prepare myself to seek out ways to glorify God and to bring grace to others. Do I spend time thinking about my spiritual training the way I would if I were preparing for combat, for example? All of a sudden, every advantage, every tool, every aspect of my life becomes something for me to attend to and to attune in my service to God. And if we're living that life with that level of dedication, people are going to notice us. And that puts us into the realm of what many would consider to be a religious fanatic. Does that bother us? Do we like that image? Are we constantly tempted to say, look, I, I love God, but that doesn't define me. Or I'm not one of those people who lives and breathes the Bible. I, I'm not one of those what we would call a Jesus freak. We, we hate that label, don't we? We, we? we don't want people to see us that way because we know what the world thinks about those people. But we also know that God calls us to be those people. And it's certainly true that Jesus often talks about the idea of hypocrisy, of doing deeds to be seen of men. 
The idea of praying publicly, giving to charity publicly, making a big show of our faith. And sometimes we're afraid that if we do these things, if we're outward and expressive about our faith, that that's how we're going to come across, or that we won't seem genuine in what we're doing. It's kind of like the guy that we talked about at the beginning. Maybe he doesn't really work out that hard at all. He's just a guy that likes to wear that workout gear, so people will have that image of him. If you've ever seen people that dress in a certain way that clearly is intended to tell people that I go to the gym a lot, whether I go or not, because it's important for us to have people see us in a certain way, sometimes more so than to actually be that person. Uh, one might argue it's kind of like a podcast host who makes analogies about physical training but hasn't been back to the gym since the COVID situation escalated, but we won't go down that road today. The point isn't for us to find ways to overtly show people we love God, whether it's posting the right Bible verse or the spiritually oriented meme on Facebook, making sure that our Bible is sitting visibly on the living room table when people come by, inviting people to worship and service, making sure people all know that we went to church on Sunday and that they should have too, making sure that people see all the things that we do and don't do because of our faith. Now, I'm not saying any of those things are wrong. But the point is for us, it's not about doing those things so much as it's about becoming that person. The one who goes to church because he can't imagine missing an opportunity to worship God. The one who has a Bible on his coffee table because he reads it all the time. And where else would it be? The one who posts that verse or talks about that Bible lesson because it genuinely moved him. And because he thinks it might make a difference for someone else. When we become people who are walking not after the flesh, but after the Spirit, as Paul describes in Romans 6, people are going to notice that. Now, they may not like us as a result, but they'll see Jesus. And they'll see people who truly put Jesus first in their lives, who truly aspire to be like Jesus, people who are continually and devotedly training for godliness. That's the image we want people to see in us. So thanks for joining us.